Okay, so today is April the 29th, 2022, and it marks, I was just trying to think, it marks probably the first, or the formal beginning of book two. I mean, yes. it's not quite right, because we've, we've now had, we've already yeah. had the proposal idea, we've had a discussion, but I guess this yeah. is what we didn't do last time, which is record from the very beginning. Um, yeah. Uh, to see yeah. how it how it really shapes itself um, shapes itself out. So very exciting, very exciting. And and actually, what less than three months since the the last one came out? Is that about right? Maybe four yes, months, yeah. something like that. It, yeah. Uh, in January, didn't it? Yeah. And we actually physical hard copy probably at the end of that month, and so did various other people. But uh, yeah, I suppose. Um, it just made us realise, didn't it, that there's a lot more there that can be said, and um, and a lot of other thoughts came to mind. As, as and I, I've certainly found, I don't know about you, Chris, even in the process of talking about the book when we've been doing the um, podcasts with people or webinars or you know chat as we talk about you know the evolution of TNE, all of these other points have come up as well haven't they so so yeah plus and at I, the moment, uh, I just, I'm, just I'm just desperate to do another um index yeah because you realized it the last time so uh, i think we just tr- should try and make this one as complex as possible absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we can think of any any really groovy ways in which we can put case studies and discourse yeah. chapters and all of these sorts of things in it so that when they do come back and change it you have to redo the entire index the entire again thing again yes that was fun yeah um no but they i mean but like you i mean i think it's been um i mean i i think i've almost lost count now of the number of of conversations whether whether recorded or, or not recorded that we've had uh since essentially finishing the last book i mean we we've we've had several panels with students we've had you know obviously stuff we'd interviewed other people colleagues and people in the in the industry and you and I have obviously had, had multiples. And, and I wonder if it's just, it seems strange to say another book is inevitable, but it, it, it almost does feel like another book was inevitable. Yeah. Um, even though we weren't, I don't think we had that in mind necessarily when we were, we were doing no. the first one. Um, but as you said, there were so many, clearly many issues that, that came out of the first one that we hadn't addressed or we hadn't really finished because I mean it's not like the proposal was that difficult to come up with like the the, the ideas and the themes were pretty pretty quick to um to, to emerge and particularly the one I guess that we're going to talk about today which came out of uh, one of the chapters that that you wrote about identity right and this yeah. this sort of n- notion of um who we are who universities are what they should be and, and that sort of link between I guess the the home and the international um which obviously we are shamelessly um, uh, leveraging conversations we had with, you know, people like Vivian Stern and Edward Harcourt Absolutely. talking about identity. And that's, that's obviously that's how it helps, right? It just provokes different ideas. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, and I, and I think in that process of having those discussions, and I suppose, you know, we, we made the, the, the conscious effort, didn't we, during lockdown to say, right, A, we've got something that we could say about this because things have really changed and how is this going to sh- shape? Potentially, how is it going to shape? So there could be more blue sky thinking because we didn't know. 
because quite a lot of it was the future. And B, we weren't going anywhere and we weren't doing anything else very much. And finally, it was a little bit like, well, you've got to write this essay and you're not going to leave your house until you do. So it, it sort of was a way of making us do that, wasn't it? And I suppose certainly what, what start, has started to occur to me now is things are starting to open up. You've been overseas recently, you know. Yeah. I've been overseas recently. I'm going overseas in a couple of weeks as well. And the teams are starting to get out and about more at, at various universities you know, things are happening, aren't they, as, as the world opens up, but not to the same world that it was before, yeah. a different one. And I guess, in a sense, this one will, this book will still be a, what might it be look like, what might it look like in what is, I'll probably need to read Brave New World again, because I'll probably be sort of misrepresenting it, but what 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 is a what yeah. what is going to be yeah. a new a new world that we don't know what it's going to be like? Some people, I think, seem to think that we're we're going to go back to where we were, which of course you can't do. As we said, pollution that that yeah. is sure. Nothing goes backwards; everything goes forwards. Um, it just doesn't necessarily go forwards. Well, forwards is in a lot of different directions. Put it that way. That's <laughs> true. Ways. That's true. As long yeah. as it's forward, yeah, yeah, it's in different directions. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I've seen, I keep seeing these posts pop up on on LinkedIn about you know, oh, my first recruitment trip since, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess early twenty twenty or or twenty twenty perhaps, and you know, um, oh hey, thanks for hosting me. You know, I got, I got on a train, got on a plane, and went to to somewhere, and and you understand that that sort of human. Oh, good. I can I can I can go back to something that you know was you know fundamental yeah. to my job, but I am curious to see. Yeah, how quickly we we as a as an educational community just go back to exactly the same thing, or whether we realise actually, you know, there are more efficient ways, or or even better ways of outreach, or you know, and I know we're going to talk in the book and in other sessions about green approaches, and and you know, there, there has to have been, we have to have evolved in our thinking. You can't have two years of completely changing the way you operate that works, and then say right, we're going to throw that away and just go back to what we did because that's what we did before. I mean, I don't think and we should have, wholesale change, but we change for... Sorry? It will have changed. Fundamentally, it will have changed who we are and our own even personal identities. I mean, if you, even if I think about it now at, at its most basic and prosaic, when I go on a train, I, you know, I've, all, I've still got my mask there, even though I don't have to wear it, but I do wear it. I still sanitise my hands now and then. I make sure... The, you know, I'm not as far away from people in a in a in a um, uh, a, a being unpleasant sense as you know I mean as possible. But you know that there's that distancing there, and I'm sort of it's still I'm still constantly thinking about it. Now I'm sure that will change and adapt a bit as time goes on. But you still can't you can't just flick a switch and go backwards, can you? We no. have changed fundamentally as human beings, and and we have changed, therefore, and human beings populate the environment in which we're in. Yeah. So that's naturally changed, you know, the environment. And if it's happening to somebody like me in their late 50s, imagine, imagine your daughter and how it's shaped and changed her life at a very young age. Yeah. 
and indeed then our students and yeah. how people are sort of accessing things. So, you know, it, it's it's shifted that way in which we think, hasn't it? And therefore, potentially in, in the way in which we view ourselves and other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the point you're making about, you know, how it's affecting students. I mean, you know, you and I, as many people have have read the research about, you know, a lot of students who are okay to to start online, but wanted to go back to in person. And I mean, we had um, uh, the fireside um, event we did a year or so ago. Remember Nigel Healy saying, well, you know, one of the main reasons people go to his university in, in Limerick is the campus. Like they want the camp, like the campus thing is a big draw. Like that socialization is a big pull and a big part of the identity of a university. I mean, I went to a university in Nottingham and there are, there are two. So there's the University of Nottingham and Nottingham Trent. Nottingham Trent is, is a city campus. And so the buildings are, you know, dotted in amongst the, the other city buildings. And the University of Nottingham is, is a, its own sort of bespoke campus. And that's two, two universities in one city with enormously different identities. You know, where you physically study, how you study, how you walk to class, you know, it. I think it shapes. It shapes something. It shapes. You know, your understanding of of learning environments and spaces, and you know, community, and um, and so, you know, for every piece of research that we look at, saying students are are okay starting but want to come to person, we also read about students who want to stay online. And so, I don't. There's no one. There's no one outcome of this, right? I think it's. There's a space. There's a there's an identity space for universities to, to maybe actually occupy multiple at the same time like to to be both physical and digital simultaneously right it's almost made you know i think as we start to talk about this sort of set in the scene chapter around sort of place and identity and a sense of self you know it's it's almost added a layer of complexity to it that we didn't really know was there hasn't it because and and okay, this isn't this isn't as 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 flat and as one dimensional as as probably we sometimes think it is. You know, um, it's all always going to be quite complex. But I think probably it's almost brought that complexity to the surface, hasn't it? So we are all quite complex human beings. When you fill in that those details for your personal detail, and it says, you know, you're white, are you? You know, are you from Britain? Are you heterosexual? You know, all of these sorts of things. And you tick these boxes. Uh, and, yeah, that's true. You tick the boxes and, you know, now the boxes are better for a lot of people because there are more boxes. It isn't just yeah. something that's male or female and that's it, basically. Let's go on to, you know, the next question. So there are lots. But even in itself... It's, we've realised that that is just really one layer, isn't it? It's almost like that's what universities are like as well. So taking that, that looking at it in terms of equality, diversity and identity and inclusion and all of that, you know, so, so we know deep down as individuals we are complex human beings, but you, you don't really think about that in your day-to-day when you're going to the shop. Mm. Or when you, you know, and I suppose one thing that something like COVID might have done is make us look at ourselves more. Because let's face it, for a lot of the time during the COVID, you know, the, the lockdowns, there was, you, you were in your house. And depending on how many people were in your house, 
there was only you there. Now, yes, we have got the internet and yes, we have got, but you know, you're not on it absolutely all the time. Well, maybe you are when you're about 15 or 16 years old, but you know, some of us aren't. So I guess it gave a lot of people a time to look at themselves. Mm. And, and that can be on the one hand, quite thought provoking on the other quite um hmm. yeah well quite worrying i don't know worrying yeah. is the wrong word you, know, you you're really starting to look at yourself is not an easy thing sometimes isn't it because you look at the good things but of course you look at the things that aren't yeah, yeah. that you think you perceive aren't as good as well and in a sense there's that personal therefore side of that reflection that really becomes deep because you've almost i mean we joke potentially in the past when we joke about Okay, just go and lock yourself in a room there and think about it on your own for a few hours and that would be it. Whereas, in effect, we did that to ourselves for... Months. Five months or something, yeah. or certainly eight months, you know? Yeah. It's, it's... I don't know, funny is probably the wrong word, but that point you were talking about, you know, in terms of, you know, identity, equality, you know, and expression, and I was thinking, I mean, university has become increasingly part of the employability conversation you know so it's it's what's the return on on the degree and, and i mean that's it's a very valid question you know people young people are getting saddled with debt um particularly in western countries that are, it's effectively it's you can't pay it back you know you're you're in that's generational debt that you're you're getting by undertaking a degree for which you are not necessarily even guaranteed the opportunity of a job so it's, it's kind of an unusual switch but when you think that the university maybe traditionally you know or, or philosophically is about that sort of growth of the individual it is about learning who you are as a young adult it is about exploring many different things right many opportunities and, and many activities it, it is that that real opportunity and it struck me as you were you were speaking i never really thought about this before but that's a fundamental issue within the internationalization agenda because if the university is at is a, in your city you know, and you go to your city and, you know, that's where you potentially graduate and that's where you work. And, you know, it sort of fulfills that cycle of of building that community, you know, in, in essence that the, the university is an extension of the schooling system, which creates the citizens for the local community and sort of just reinforces and, and builds that. But then when you bring in international students, obviously, you, you know, you've got that element of globalization coming in and intercultural awareness, you know, and it sort of becomes what what identity you know, what do we mean when we talk about identity from within a university's perspective? Yeah. And I experienced that a lot working on branch campuses in, in Southeast Asia, where it's like, are you a British university or are you a British university in another country? Or are you a, you know, a university yeah. of the country that you're in? Where do the students conceive or conceptualize of themselves? Or, you know, do they, do they fundamentally believe they're part of a, of a British or Australian or, you know, an American university while they're studying in another country? Mm -hmm. And and, you know, if so, where does that sense of identity come from? Because, like, you know, in many cases we had students who were from country A, but studying in country B for a degree issued by country C and the professors yeah. from country D. And you think, you know, A, can you put that in a box? And even should you try, right? Yeah. I mean, and probably, probably no and no, I guess, for those questions. <laughs> be interesting in that kind of situation I've never really thought about that before I mean this could be something that and we get Edward to explore a bit in his chapter on on identity and overseas campuses but you know with that in mind I'm just thinking about 
how how you would recruit that student in country A. Why on earth should they mm. come to a campus that's in a different country, but it's not their own, but it isn't that far potentially from their own country? Um, why would they come there and get a degree, not from that country, but from a different country, in which case, why don't you go there? Um, and so there's all of those, and, and I'm sure that there are lots of reasons why people might do that. A, they might want to, they might want to, to leave home, they might want to get different experiences, but they might want to not even very physically go very far. Yep. You know, A, they might not just want to go that far because they want to be close to their family, nearer to get, get home to them. B, it might just be too expensive to go sure. that far, it's cheaper for them to go there. And, and C, it might be that the country and the culture in that, that yeah. like location B is one that's similar to theirs and is, is more welcoming, let's say, and more familiar yeah. than the other one, except fundamentally as well. What they would really like to do, deep down, they would like to go to that yeah. country that delivers those degrees, but for those other reasons you know, it makes that more of a challenge. Yep. Hence, they go somewhere else. But goodness me, you couldn't wrap that all into a marketing campaign, could you? I mean, it's, it's just took, took me yeah, yeah. three minutes out loud and I was just thinking about it as I was going along. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, I think, obviously, we've also got, you know, that point about welcoming is very true. And we obviously know a lot of countries, the visa yeah. situations are a lot harder. And I do think that the pandemic will likely result or have resulted in yeah i don't want to go too far away i you know regional mobility is okay but i don't want to be stranded somewhere that i, I simply can't get home to or you know the you know that sort of notion of of yeah proximity um but it's it is an interesting you know so from the student's perspective you could as you, you've said right you can make the argument okay I, I really want to go to the uk or or australia but i can't for very real financial cultural you know family issues um, so I, I look for their degree closer to home, maybe not my country, but next door. And so it, it becomes sort of the, the affordable um, option from an identity perspective, you know, or an attachment perspective, it, presumably in their mind must be that link to the, the UK or Australian or American university, because that's that's the value degree that they're, they're following. Yeah. But then from from that that university, the UK or the Australian universities perspective, who are they when they're abroad? You know, are they identical? Are they different? You know, are they recruit? You know, are they just sort of um, uh, offshoring? You know, the provision. You know, it's yeah. and what do they what do they need to replicate? Obviously, we know about quality assurance, and we know about you know the transparency of the degree value. But you know, this interest, this mm -hmm. issue of experience. Uh, you know, in Malaysia, not by itself, but Malaysia has an expression, same, same, but different. Uh, which is, you know, used a lot yeah. in Southeast Asia. Um, and, and, in that, yeah. and that's, you know, quite relevant, you know, but that obviously shapes identity because when, if you're trying to make something identical, how do you do that when you travel abroad? Like it can't, it, you know, you can make the quality, you know, you can safeguard the quality, obviously, but yeah. the experience is naturally going to be different. And, and therefore that has an impact on, on, you know, attachment, on identity, on, you know, all these different um, elements that, that, you know, we don't necessarily unpick them. And then you think, you know, for the stakeholders back home in, um, you know, perhaps more, you know, one of the examples you gave in the last book, you know, about say maybe the more industrialized parts of, of, of England, where you think, well, actually, 
our focus is local. Our focus is local community, it's local business, it's local development, and it doesn't mean that we don't have international trade, but that it doesn't it doesn't quite uh, mesh, right? It's it's two very very distinct realities. Um, and and how goes on that that note? You know, I as you know, I've been talking to the to the Ospreys, the the, the local rugby team here in, in in Swansea, and I'm on their community. Ospreys in the community board, which is their charity sort of wing. Um, but the Ospreys themselves, as a rugby team, have got a vision. And I was talking to their new CEO, who used to be a CEO at Manchester City, Nick Garcia, and he's got a real vision. And he wrote a piece in the in the, the B, on the BBC about this, about making it a global powerhouse. You know, he really wants the Ospreys to be seen as a global powerhouse, which he thought was a very positive message to get out. And he got a massive load of flack. From the local community about it saying so you don't care about swansea then right you just want to you know the global powerhouse and so i was having a really interesting conversation with him about this that we had fast this week about this and i, and I said you know it, it therefore it can be and we, we touched upon this in the last book didn't we in the chapter on civic mission and an international can you be off place and really be part of your locality and embrace that at the same time has been truly international mm. and and I and I guess my answer is yes obviously um but how you do that and how and I suppose what really then occurred to me when I was talking to Nick about it was of course he is because he's been all over the world and you know look what's happened to Man City and things like that. and in a sense of course we are because look at our our experiences maybe we wouldn't have been though I mean, maybe you might have been, given your background, but maybe I might not have been when I was younger because the furthest away I'd been up until the age of about, I don't know, when sort of 16 or 17 was Bournemouth, you know. So anyway, and that felt a bit exotic, quite frankly. So there was sea, so that was in, and it was slightly warmer than certainly any of the sea you get anywhere near any place in Scotland. Um, but, you know, how therefore then... So, that, so I suppose the negative comments came from people deeply rooted in the local community mm. that don't go anywhere, that are so passionate about their locality and their personal identity from where they are and from where they're from, that almost anything outside that is, is trying to dilute it, you mm. know, whereas I think what both... Nick and certainly myself think, and I think this with the university, is it's about embracing your your own identity here and then communicating that identity mm-hmm. outwards. Yeah. You know. And okay, it might shape and change how you operate and how you are, but you shouldn't let that concern you in terms of it changing your own identity in a negative way. But maybe there's that lack of awareness of what might happen as a result that frightens people a bit. Yeah, which I mean, is, is a perfectly valid perspective. Yeah. Right? It's, um, uh, but no, I, I mean, obviously, I, I agree with you. Um, a, I agree with you in this, and I usually make it a policy to agree with you anyway, because I think it seems to make sense. Well, but, I think but, I mean, we get on quite <laughs> But um, it comes back to the, the term you know, that we were talking about in the first book about the actual word anchor. And, yeah. and so, you know, the extent to which that is roots, right? That is, you know, my identity is shaped by, as you said before, by environment, right? You know, as in, 
to an extent, I, as an individual or as an institution, am a product of the environment, you know, shaped by a value system, um, potentially shaped by a particular industry or, you know, just a general outlook. And, and that helps form who or what I am. But then, yeah, well, what happens when you when you move and you do something and you interact with anybody else? You know, um, you know, anchor is is anchor a grounding experience that, that from which you draw identity and inspiration and, and you know relevance, or is it something that simply prevents you from moving? Um, yeah, and you know, and it's on that. Is it a shackle? Yeah, more than an anchor. So you've actually only got the opportunity to move in a very small radius and you feel comfortable in that. Is it also about that comfort zone? So you feel comfortable in that radius. Or actually, yes, you've got an anchor, but, you know, it's like these dogs on leads now where you actually see the dog about 20 minutes before you see the person at the other end of the lead. It seems to be around the corner and halfway down the beach, as far as I can tell, in Swansea sometimes. Yeah. But they're still, it's still their dog. It's still going to go back to them, but it's running around having a good bit of time and fun and exploring yeah. other things that it wasn't used to before you know mm. and, I, and I suppose there's that that side of it isn't there and, and I do think part of it also does come down to probably your own sense of self and identity and um it's not positivity it's more um you know if you're comfortable in yourself and you understand who you are then you're often more welcoming of other people and other ideas and other things because you know it might shape and change some of your thoughts but that's all right yeah because yeah. you're le- you're open to that learning aren't you whereas yeah. if you're not like that or you find that a bit of a threat then you almost re- retrench don't you to but no yeah. you're not right and I'm not even going to listen to you yeah. because this is my this is where I'm from and and you know so and I, and I guess the point is as well, you know, universities are, are of their, their place. Well, I say universities are of their place. You know, the, the structures of university present are of their place because most of them have grassroots somewhere. But some of them yeah, have yeah. many different places yeah. that, you know, it may start to be that, that you know, where is your true base and identity? Yeah. No. Yeah. And I mean, you know, within within higher education, you think, well, I can I as a university recruit you to me because to an extent because of my identity. Right. I'm good in engineering or I'm good in this or I'm linked to an industry, you know, in my area. So there's, you know, there's a real developmental stuff or maybe you just like the environment or you like the countryside. You know, there is a pull factor. um based on my identity based on my location right there or or indeed if you're an online university that's also a pull factor right it's like oh i like the flexibility of so yeah that sort of identity is a is a selling point right it's a marker of the university's value Mm -hmm. but their ability to recruit and their ability to accept students has to be based on their flexibility you know it's it's the the way students are learning and the, the way information is moving it's a case of well i'm not coming to put you, for you to put me into a box and I have to learn exactly. No, I want to learn what you have because of your value, but I need to be able to apply it to my own context. So the same with international education. Any university that sets up a branch campus, it's like, well, why are you going? What's your name? Well, we're strong in X, Y, and Z. So, you know, and usually we're going to you because our X, Y, and Z matches with your X, Y, and Z. And so now we've got sort of some sort of partnership. Um, but that's also a flexibility issue. Um, you know, it's, you know, you, you get the... 
the sort of the Cambridges and Harvards of the world. It's like, well, no, they don't have branch campuses. Why? They are who they are. You want them, you go to them. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a different, but it's a different sense of identity. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's curious uh, where we're going with this, right? You know, because it's happened with the learning space, you know, oh, well, we don't teach online. Well, that's not who we are. Oh, now we teach online and now we want to go back and now we do this. It's like, well, who we are shouldn't be static. No. Right. And I always found this. Sorry. So I was just thinking when you're saying that as well about Oxford and Cambridge, it made me think of the consortia stuff that we wrote as well. And, you know, why often if you look at the various consortia and it's not a criticism, it's just a statement, really. um, Many of them are like minded institutions, almost like, okay, you are like. If I'm in a consortium in Birmingham and it's U21, then there's a partner over in Australia. It's almost like, right, you're a bit like Birmingham, but you're based in Australia. Yeah. Or you're a bit like Birmingham, but you're based in South Africa or the States or Sweden or wherever. And, you know, that. so therefore you almost create a consortia with a, with a shared identity. Yeah. That is, then there's shared commonalities across, isn't it? You're not exactly the same, but you're not so different that you're not comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it would be interesting. But therefore, then, you're never probably going to achieve as much as you could achieve if you were a bit older and brought different people in mm-hmm. to collaboration that yeah. are very, very, very different. Yeah. And therefore, access different parts of the market in different parts of the world it's the entire diversity agenda absolutely i mean you you can see the other side of the argument which is well you know we've we've got similar processes and similarly quality assurance and you know we operate in a certain like yes that's of course that's true so in theory the language of engagement is easier to understand but arguably there's nothing really pushing you know evolution there's nothing really pushing the need to adapt or 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 move um, but as you say, yeah, it's it's a reinforced identity, right? It's it's that's who yeah. we are. So we go with people that that's who we are. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, and so it's it's honing what you've already got, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of saying, actually, I want to bring something else into the equation here yeah. that might take me in a direction that I don't know where that's going to go. Actually, yeah. But. Which Won't I'm, that be interesting? Well, that be interesting. Which, I mean, I think this, and we're going to wrap up in a few minutes, but I mean, I think this this area of, of debate is going to come out in the, the risk chapters um, because obviously the risk is, the, the reward might be higher, but the risk is considerably higher with this type of partnership that we're talking about. You know, it's going to come in with sustainability because things like U21 are very sustainable. Yeah. They may not have a, a you know, uh, you know, as much output as some of the members might like, but they're they're very secure. You know, they're very robust. It's a it's a yes. you know, um, and and yeah, and again, this issue of of identity and just who are you and what are you trying to achieve and and what's what are the push and pull like? What's holding you back? Um, no, very you very look interesting. At from in some ways in in a, in a very different context, can't you? So you could look at you could look at cars. And you could say, how can you make this car as best as it can be? You know, so you do this and you make the cars better and better and better and better and better. But they're still rooted to the land. Yep. They're still form of wheels and they're still cars. And it takes somebody else, doesn't it, to look at something like that and think, I wonder what would happen if we tried to get somewhere actually a lot more quickly and 
Yeah. Maybe we could, oh, look at that bird. Um, yeah. Maybe we could take what we've got there as a car and put it in the air. And it's that bit of, so that having that bravery to not know where the direction of travel is going, but just knowing that the direction of travel isn't exactly where you are. Yeah. I think that, I suppose what would be, I know we need to wrap up now. I think this has been really, I've been scribbling little things down, even though I know we're recording it, but it's like little soundbite things. I think what would be useful is if over there for then the next couple of weeks before we meet next time, maybe we just start thinking about this first chapter and what some of those things might be yeah. that we want to, to, to write about. I like, I like the notion of it starting more reflective in, in a sense, not that, you know, the first bit can be about who we are and it's almost like your your um you know your your theoretical piece there is around identity and mm-hmm. self and person isn't it and that can be a personal reflect personal reflections because then it starts to go in to place and to, and we both well you do you do live personally you know you well i say you live overseas but do you because you've been no longer and you know so yeah and and I, I certainly found that at a certain point in my life certainly in my adult life where I'd spent more time overseas than I was at home and at a certain point you think where where is home again yeah where is that and so I think there's an interesting bit for this chapter in setting that person you know that just the whole identity thing you know before starting to move into what might this mean in international higher education? What might it mean, therefore, for universities? And then all of these bits can be, we can probably go into some of it in more detail. Who, who knows how this chapter is going to end up? But, you know, but other bits of it will certainly be picked up throughout the rest of the book, won't it? But it will be a nice one for setting that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, again, we've, I think, whatever we've been talking for for about half an hour, we've, yeah. we are on um, track to... Uh, repeat what we did in the first book which is we will ask questions to which we don't, do not know the answers um, no. we will go in directions we don't know where we're going and we don't know when we're going to get there um, and uh, and yeah we're just setting up the, the conversation for um, and obviously that's the point these are big big conversational pieces right identity doesn't have an easy solution that, and it nor should no. it and that's the and the, the issue that we're raising is by pretending that it does or being constrained by that it does you miss out on the whole yeah. world of conversation and opportunity that you would otherwise get. And so, again, it's not about an easy solution, but it's about entering into a conversation that possibly opens other doors, right? So um, as we talked about in book one about, you know, when you were talking about partnerships, like, you know, reimagining partnerships, reimagining those collaborative opportunities, they're not all going to work, but not all current ones work. So why not Why not give it, give it an, a try? Yeah. I wonder whether at certain point in this chapter as well, or it's somewhere would be good to get either a little case study or somebody to do something on brand because mm. brand is just, I mean I've always having been in charge of marketing I say that very loosely um, for a number of years now I'm always talking about brand and indeed I think next week I've got a session with the marketing people on brand identity and what we're going to do about it and I think that'll be an interesting one because people always seem to be wanting to make it really really easy about communicating who you are as an institution Mm. you know on a site or and and yet if somebody actually sits you down and asks you who you are as an individual and you've been with yourself for the whole of your life yeah. it might start again it goes back to that tick box doesn't it starts off quite simple yeah yeah and then you 
you think actually it's not that easy actually to be honest you know so it's the kind of thing you can't do an elevator pitch on unless you've got a very 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 high building and a very 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 slow elevator yeah yeah so yeah, yeah something or maybe a little case study or something on that might be interesting yeah absolutely that's a good start hey yeah i think so um um, and there'll be hopefully many, many more of these. Um, yeah. But yeah, it always be going to be interesting to hear what people think about identity. And I, I think I, I think you're absolutely right. It, it is personal, um, and it and it is it does need reflection, right? Um, it does need, you know, and it, it doesn't need to be absolute. Um, bring- In the last um, book, I, when I was doing mergers, I think it was mergers. Anyway, one of them. Um, I, we did a word cloud. Do you remember? I do. I did yeah, a yeah. word. Cl- Yep. And I know probably it's a bit old hat, but I still, I still use the word groovy. So clearly that just ages me anyway. But I just also look up quite a lot of pictures. But something like that, I think it'd be quite interesting to say to people, what's identity mean to you? Yeah. You know, or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. might be a nice way to, to start. You, and you talk that, to, a, you compare that from the student perspective, you know, the senior management perspective, the, you know, yeah. you know, you'd get quite an interesting, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And we could try then also overlay it with getting them to think, okay, answer this as an individual. What does it mean to you as a person, as an individual, you know, no matter where you are or what you're doing, what does it mean to you as an individual? And then what does it mean to you as a university student, as yeah. a university? And you could even get them to ask about, well, what do you think the university identity yeah. is? And probably a number of the things that we might get through that might start to shape some bits of the other yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who do we think we are? Brilliant. Yeah. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So right. We are we are off to the races with the with the new book. We're, off it. We're on it. Yeah. There's no stop now.